The Longbox Crusade presents Fan Bill Fridays. Another wonderful day here at Fan Film Fridays. As usual, I am your host, Clinton Robison, coming to you from the basement at Longbox Crusade Network HQ. As you probably know by now, I'm stuck here, hoping somebody will eventually figure out a way to get me out of here. I mean, it's not like something is just going to come crashing down and knock a giant hole into the basement, right? Wait, what what the heck? Son of a I told you not to fall asleep at the controls again. And it also run in less than twelve parsecs, no doubt. Now look what happened. You crashed the rod pod into God only knows where. You deserve that headache you're surely suffering from. Yeah, when you're right, you're right. Where are we? John and Maggie? Oh, it's Clinton. We must have landed at the Longbox HQ. Hi, Delvin. No, Delvin's not here. We crashed through a wall and are now in the basement. How? I don't know. It's not our show. I know that Jared and Delvin will never let me live this down. You know what you did. It's so great you're here. That means we might be able to actually get out of here. Uh, Maybe the ship will move again if the engines calm or cool down. Hmm. I think someone is hinting that we have to wait a little while before we can extricate you. That's the time. Well, that depends. How do you feel about Star Wars? Ooh. <laughs> I like Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I, I I like Star Wars. I've been a huge Star Wars fan since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, as they say. Same here. Yep. I saw the first movie uh, in the theater when they re-released it in 1979. And ever since then, I've just been hooked until recently. Yeah, I think I've seen, like, all the movies, most of them at least twice. My favorite Star Wars thing is definitely The Mandalorian, though. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. It's rapidly become my favorite. Oh, well, I was not around to see Star Wars in the theaters until the special editions, so take that as you might, but... I do remember those coming out being about the most exciting thing that had ever happened to me up to that point. (laughs) It was definitely a highlight. You know, Maggie was... Probably, like, in first, second grade by then. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> it makes you feel better. That's all right. I would have killed to see to have seen the um, the original movies on a big screen. That would have been really cool. It was the right age for it. Because then when Empire Strikes Back was then a year later, so being six years old and having a, 
uh, Darth Vader say that Luke Skywalker was his son was a bit mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. And then the wait between 1980 and 1983 took nine years. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how long I was in line for the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, nine and, years. <laughs> and in um, just along the lines of what we're talking about today, um, I'm also rather familiar with a show called Cops that was on in the 90s. Not generally a fan of the show, but in, there was a lot of time there where I didn't have cable. And so at 11.30 or 12 o'clock at night, you're either watching that or Everybody Loves Raymond. So how many times did you appear on Cops, John? <laughs> well, <laughs> since they pixelate everybody's faces, it'll never know. Never know. Uh, well, today's fan film ties into Star Wars and Cops both rather nicely. It's a little production that has been circling around for 23 years or so. Oh, my God. So, released in 1997, Troops is a mockumentary directed by Kevin Rubio that debuted at San Diego Comic-Con International on July 18th of that year and was subsequently distributed via the Internet. You know, that new incoming technology. This was before YouTube, even. 1997? Yeah, we were we were all thankful for Ethernet connections. Exactly. <laughs> I think, Even though most I, of us were still, you know, plodding along with our 56k modem. I think I still had a Prodigy account if that hadn't gone away by then. Ouch. Day seven. I think I we had our well, yeah, we had a friends who had a Pentium one processor and that sweet sweet sound of dial up. I still now like because it's retro. I love the sound of a dial up computer. (laughs) Yep, but back then you would get you'd log online, that that itself would take you about 15 20 minutes, and then you would download troops that would take (laughs) days, right? The film is a parody of cops, as we've pretty much hinted. In a Reddit AMA in January of 2018, Rubio stated that Troops is acknowledged by George Lucas as a canonical installment in the Star Wars franchise, but take that as you will. (laughs) George Lucas says a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In my mind, it's the mad TV George Lucas that drives around in a golf cart and steals people's (laughs) fries. We're going to have all new characters in episode two. You want to see some of them? I guess. But you know what? If, if you want a prize, why why don't you just order them? Why don't you just order your instead of no 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 don't put it back don't put it back have it no eat it now have a whole have a whole damn thing here there you go fatty troops was released on the free DVD given away with the inaugural edition of Total Movie Magazine whatever that was complete with a commentary track by Rubio. It was also included as a bonus feature on the 20th anniversary DVD of the Team of Cops, and it is also on the Cops YouTube channel, as well as the Force.net and YouTube channel. At this point, these for this film are in, and I do mean that literally, well over to just counting YouTube, because the Force.net doesn't track. So, are either of you fairly familiar with this fan film? You know, it's it's kind of funny because I actually, I feel like it was just a few weeks ago that you put this on. And I think it was before you talked to Clinton about doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I think John just put it on for funsies. And I was kind of half paying attention to it. 
So I was at least somewhat familiar with it. And then the, this came about, and I'm like, oh, well, that's rather serendipitous. We literally just watched that. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, you know, in, in the late 90s like that, this was the kind of thing that it would be, have you seen troops? Oh, well, you gotta, and it, it was passed around that way. Sure. And it was pretty impossible to not come across it every 15 or 20 minutes. I mean, provided it, you know, it took long to download, but after that, uh, yeah, it was everywhere. And I, you know, would see it occasionally here and there. I hadn't watched it for a long time and I was surprised to see how well it held up. But yeah, pretty familiar. Yeah, I was probably introduced to this around 2005. I mean, it'd still been making the rounds for quite a while before I'd ever. Wow. So just as a reminder for everybody listening that we will completely spoil all the plot, jokes, and everything else in this film. So I highly suggest you take your 10 minutes. That's all it's going to take, folks. 10. Go watch it. Come back. And then listen to us gab. Not only will that help prevent us ruining everything, but it'll make what we have to say a lot more fun. is filmed on location with the men of the Imperial forces. All suspects are guilty, period. Otherwise, they wouldn't be suspect, would they? Boys, what you want, what you want to do, and down comes for you. All right, so everybody back? Good. Okay, so in a nutshell, here is Troops. In the film, Imperial stormtroopers from the infamous Black Sheep Squadron, patrolling the Dune Sea on the planet Tatooine, run into some very familiar characters while being filmed for the hit Imperial TV show, Troops. They begin by investigating some Jawas, selling some stolen droids. It doesn't end very well for the Jawas. Later, the stormtroopers respond to a domestic disturbance at the Lars homestead, which is apparently a fairly common occurrence. The situation seems diffused, but Beru grabs a thermal detonator, ending things for both herself and Owen. The film ends with news of a disturbance at Mosite. And that is Troops. John and Maggie, or Maggie and John, however you prefer it. <laughs> As you may be familiar, here we employ a bit of the LBC highs, lows, and what does in the analysis. So what are mm -hmm. your thoughts, and where would you like to begin? Uh, I'll start with a high. Uh, the special effects on this uh, hold up incredibly well, especially considering they are CG. Because, I mean, they hold up in a lot of ways better than some of the prequel CGI does. <laughs> I would actually agree with that. <laughs> I mean, it was incredible. I th this this got this guy a couple of jobs, I'm, I'm imagining. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I mean, we're talking twenty five, roughly 25-year-old technology, because I seriously mm -hmm. doubt he had, like, 
up to the minute. Plus, I mean, editing back in the... That had to take him six months to do ten minutes. Oh, oh, yeah. For real. Yeah, absolutely. That must have been a pretty big undertaking for them. Especially, they they weren't like... They were just people, right? Yeah. Like, right. they weren't... They were amateurs, were they not? They just doing sure this were. for As a hobby. <laughs> I was very much impressed by troops, I would have to say. Do you have a higher or low in particular? I thought that... Um, Along with the graphics, I thought the costumes were absolutely incredible. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job with the Stormtrooper stuff, the effect of the the radio, you know, clicking out when they would stop talking. Um, the Jawas were, were excellent, too. They even had, like, little gl- kind of glowy eyes and stuff. Um, and somebody I was had really a, impressed with, with the detail they put in that. Somebody had a really good Boba Fett costume that they made the point of just having to show up. Even though they didn't yep. have a part for him, they're like, I bought this, so I'm going to be on the fan film. I mean, do you all think right, they were all Carl. just cosplayers who, like, you know, just had really good costumes hanging around? The term cosplay did not exist in 1997. Fair I don't enough. I think so. So uh, It did, but it was not the mainstream term at the time. Sure. You, you take my expertise away from me one more time, Clinton, <laughs> and we're going to have some words. <laughs> well, actually... <laughs> Nerd explaining crap. To but me. the fact that it's from 1997, I think, really makes troops overall even more impressive. Because, <laughs> you know, like we were saying, the technology was a lot different. Editing was a lot different. I'd like to know where they filmed it, too, because it wasn't Tanzania, but it was someplace that looked like it could have been Tatooine. I believe it was Southern California, probably. You think? That's where he's from. Ah. What about you, Clinton? Did you have a high, low, or a what the? I'm going to go with a combination of a high and a what the. <laughs> because I find it to be very interesting, very up to me, but it's also kind of a what the... Did you notice what the stolen droid was? Yes! yes. That was the next thing I was going to bring up, was Tom Servo. I was so happy. <laughs> I want to know... Yeah, how did Tom Servo end up getting... Did, it was Just a fan of MSC3. Some, someone must have had like a prop Tom... And decided to put him in there. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh my god, it's Tom Servo. That's great. Right. Being 1997, people weren't exactly building R2 units. I guess. Not as frequently as they do now, I'm sure. It was easier to find gumball machines. (laughs) Yes. I love that Tom was in it. What about you, John? You got something else? Uh, Yeah, what was I going to say? No. I forget it. Um, oh, just uh, the high slash what the. Uh, I love that Fargo esque fake uh, Minnesota accent <laughs> yeah. that that everybody in Minnesota hates, but we in Wisconsin love. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, just yeah, a lot of people would think this is the ass end of space, but uh, <laughs> I like the small town atmosphere. I mean, we everybody, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny that that was the accent that they chose to go with for the stormtroopers, but... Yeah, so if we go talk to your cousin, is that you his cousin or you're his friend? Okay, Mr. Friend, uh, you want to stand (laughs) over there? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Maggie, anything else you'd want to point out? Troops, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Again, I was just really impressed. I thought it was a great parody of cops. Um, I thought the acting was really good. I I had kind of... I. I don't know how I feel about Baru blowing everybody up. It's kind of funny in the moment, but when I thought about it more, I was like, that's really sad. <laughs> As a canonical thing, it it really doesn't fit, but it is a, oh. a, a decent joke. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's why when George Lucas apparently said it was canonical, I was like, wait, really? What? <laughs> George Lucas has a lot of ideas about you know, midi-chlorians and things. Midi-chlorians. <laughs> well, as I was told, canon is knowing that Archie loves Betty and Veronica. <laughs> you got another one, Clinton? Uh, I'll actually go with a low, and it's only a nitpicky low, because you can definitely tell it is filmed, because mm-hmm. that video quality, okay. it, the special effects hold up, but the video quality does not. It's still got that grainy look. But I always thought, I thought that that was kind of um, intentional, because it, it then looks a little bit more like a cops episode, but, but I, I do get what you're saying. I mean, as far as, like, if we had watched it even ten years ago, probably even five years, the the screens and stuff probably would have not looked quite so bad. Gotcha. The transfer. Yeah, you're right. It just kind of feels like it needs like the HD. <laughs> but Good to see that. But then yeah. again, I haven't watched the DVDs, so it might. I've just been watching it. So somebody Perfect. go out there and buy the cops so you can see the extras. Yeah, let us exactly. know. But I liked um, how much of, not only how much of a fun Star Wars parody it was, you know, with the, you never tell the truth about him or his sister, Baru, shut up. up. But I love how much of a cop show it was, you know, with that whole, with the domestic dispute and that whole gaslighting of the women that they always do (laughs) on cops. It's, I mean, it's really, it it follows, I mean, I imagine this is a de-escalation technique that, police officers use in a situation like this but i wonder i've never really took it taking a step back and realized all you're doing is pretending to like them and then threatening them in a way to get them chastened to get them away from there and this is they do it every time i mean it's 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 funny to see with baru how it works but it's like okay i i've listened to you you listen to me that's how this works you know I wanted to punch that guy in the face. Right. And it, it worked, though, because this is this is the Imperial Stormtroopers. They're a bunch of horrible people. Right, exactly. And so it really, really added to the sinister undertone of the thing. And I especially, like, blow up the jaw. Whoops, screwed that up. Well, you're covering that. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, they do have a point with Baru. Because it's like, well, where do you want to go from here? I don't yeah. know. You don't know. <laughs> like you've called us out here for how many times? You, this is a reoccurring thing, and you don't know what your next step is. Right. Well, that's not going to happen. If anybody needs to, be... yeah. I guess we'll go find their boy. What was it? Duke? Duke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't they say something about buying some solid droids? Solid droids. Yeah, exactly. Man, this is great. Anybody hasn't seen this, go see this. I mean, it's ten minutes of your life, and it's it's a pretty entertaining ten minutes. I have nothing to add to that. I'm just waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. So, I mean, like anything else you two want to add right at the end that you... Only that there's a sequel of sorts to this. It was a planned um, kind of internet TV sto- uh, series. They didn't. They only made a few issue- episodes of it. But it's that was from years later. The picture quality is better. The um, special effects, though, while decent, don't they try to do more so it doesn't look as as good as this does. But the story itself is a lot more uh, serious. There's still funny bits, but it's really it's following a stormtrooper unit, you know, with actual personalities and going through actual thing. And it's interesting. That was the first place I had ever encountered a female stormtrooper before. Hmm. What was that one called again? Imps. It's I M P S with 
Uh, it's an abbreviation for Imperial, Imperial something. Yeah. And it has a celebrity uh, voiceover in the beginning of the first episode, which I will not ruin. But, but fans of, of a couple of our other shows might, might recognize it. But does it have Tom Servo? No. <laughs> not as good. It's not as good. Got to get that MST3K. That's true. Well, despite that, go see it. Okay. Um, and are there any other, like, comics media if people are interested? Oh, uh, Tag and Bink are dead. The, the, the Justin, what's his last name? Robin? Wait. What? Who made this thing? <laughs> Wait, let me scroll up. I'm scrolling up. Nope, scroll down. All right. Keep going. It's in that paragraph right there. Uh-huh. Kevin Rubio. Kevin Rubio. Jeez, what am I? Okay. Kevin Rubio was the writer of a co- couple of comics miniseries that are called Tag and Bink Are Dead. Uh, it's about two background characters who go through the entire uh, Star Wars trilogy, and then they go through the original series trilogy, too, in a flashback. It's it's pretty dang funny. They were also supposed to have a, a scene or two equal trilogy that got cut told. No. Oh, yeah? yeah so, or Manny Boss hands. So, you know, they were supposed to be canonical. So would that mean that Manny Both hands would have died for this information, then? Is that canon also? <laughs> Uh, Star Wars! Yay! Alright, well, since we have pretty well covered this and deviated into other media, I'd say we're pretty well wrapping it up. So, where can both of you be found online if people would love to hear more from you? Ah, we do two podcasts. Uh, we do Ostensibly. The, ostensibly, two <laughs> podcasts. Uh, one of them is called The Rod Pod, where we cover Transformers... Uh, ID, the IDW Transformers Phase 2 comics in order. And we also have Married with Comics, where when we update, we kind of just talk about whatever we want. Movies lately, mm-hmm. mostly. Um, you can find both of those just by pointing your podcatcher at Married with Comics, or you can look for Married with Comics on Twitter and find both of our Twitter feeds, the greater or lesser half of Married with Comics. We'll let you guess who is who. Mm-hmm. And, John, you can also be found on this network, can't you? I certainly can. Uh, I do Transformers Chronicles the Marvel Years with Pat and Delvin, where we go through and do a deep dive of the Marvel Comics Transformers series. All right. So, let's get that ship of yours fired up and get me out of here. Sure. Wait, wait, wait. It's... Transforming the walls back to normal? That isn't even how that franchise works. There's supposed to be Star Wars reasons for this. Well, Maggie is a Palpatine. Wait, what? How does that even make sense? Well, I'm sure we mentioned it somewhere or other, otherwise that was out of nowhere. Sorry we couldn't rescue you. Uh-huh. Unlimited power. Bye! <laughs> John and Maggie both know what they... Well, stuck again means a promo and listener feedback. So, stay tuned. You are receiving a transmission from The Rod Pod. Upload pending. 
Stand by for soundtrack transfer. I am Maggie. And I am John. And we are trapped, hurtling through space in a ship shaped like Rodimus's head. The ship, for reasons we haven't been able to determine, contains the entire run of the IDW Transformers Phase 2 comic. Which chronicle the events following the end of the war between the Autobots and Decepticons. So we figure we may as well read them all in order and report our findings to you. Stand by. Stand by. Upload complete now. The Rod Pod. Look for us at marriedwcomics.libsyn.com at iTunes, at Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts can be found. So, uh, till all are one. Till all are one. Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking with me. I'm glad you stick around for this portion because it's honestly one of my favorite portions of the show, the feedback section. It's where I get to thank everybody who helped make all these shows possible by just giving out the love and sharing us on the social medias. And speaking of making this show possible, I do want to thank all of the Crusaders Club members. I don't have that list in front of me, but you know who you are, and you definitely help make this thing possible. I also want to thank Omaha Bound, a new sponsor of the Longbox Crusade Network, and they will fill all your comics binding needs for a low, low price, and it's always unique, folks, always. Just head over to omahabound.com and check out what they have to offer. So, last episode got likes, shares, retweets, all that fun stuff on the social medias from Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Relatively Geeky, Hal Jordan and his alternate identity, Green Lantern HG, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, Gene Hendricks, the Hammer Strikes, Delvin Williams, Longbox Crusade itself, oh thanks guys, Jerry Green, Pat Sampson, Sean Ross, B-I-double-G at Big Easy 77, Jason Albrecht, Rick Heineken, Al Sadano, Ivan Chudley, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, and Zach Sally. If I missed anybody's name on here, do please let me know. I will correct it in a future episode. So we did get a little bit of feedback on the last episode. Green Lantern HG responded to us saying, What a great episode, guys. Jared is taking two cool points away for not knowing the parts of the Triforce, but I'm giving you five for knowing how to play the ocarina. Last film you covered was a favorite, but this one just topped it. I'm glad we're giving you the goods, HG. Hope you're enjoying this one as well, and pretty much all the ones coming forward. Uh, Jerry... Oh! Jared Albrecht himself decided to weigh in and said, By far my favorite episode so far. I mean, before this, it was the uh, Delvin Williams episode, but my favorite guest with an easy 9 out of 10. But this guy... This guy makes me recalibrate the scoring. Delvin is now a four. Well, considering Jared was my guest on the last episode, he's a little biased, folks. All right, well, that is pretty much wrapping it up for our feedback on this episode. 
Thank you for sticking with me on it. I really like if everybody just, you know, get in contact with us if they feel like it. You can email us at fanfilmfridays at gmail.com or contact at longboxcrusade.com or you can find me on Twitter at Fridays underscore fan. So, until next time, thanks for coming down to the basement and I'll see you on a future Fan Film Fridays. Today you can take your telephone, your, your, your cell phone, and you can make a movie on that. And if it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. After all, all art is experience. But if you're obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then uh, that will give you the strength to be persistent. To make